Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I'm here today with Sherilyn. And she is a woman from Texas that is passionate about a couple different things. I know for sure of two. One is Jesus. It's all about everything she does. And two is music. She is a very gifted singer, songwriter, and a worship leader at a cowboy church, right? I've never been to a cowboy church. I want to come in Texas. So Sherilyn, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you. And it's a joy to get to speak to many people who who have needs in their heart. And hopefully we can speak some truth and life to them today. Amen. Amen. I am all about that. So I know. OK, so I met you just so the viewers know I met her in Texas and she had the best hat and the best boots. And I'm like, OK, she, she knows how to do this. So I was taking <laughs> style tips. <laughs> yeah. As I was watching you, but I got to see you perform. And then I found out that you led worship. And I was like, I want to have more of a conversation with her. And I had the opportunity. We were sitting at the same dinner table. And I was just really intrigued by what she does. Not because worship is such a powerful gift that God has given us to bring unto him. But in a cowboy church, I've never been to one. So sure, can you tell us a little bit about that? What a cowboy yes. church is? Where well, it's at? How they can yeah. go? Well, there are many cowboy churches across the nation. They have been cropping up in the last 10 years. As a matter of fact, my pastors helped to start over four, 50 of them. Okay. Wow. And, um, and our, some of our churches, their very first service, they may have 200 people, their first service, because there's such a hunger and there's a, there's a people out there that are in the Western culture and they love the Lord. But the, yes. some of the churches just do not fit in that culture or they wear their hat in the church and, you know, they immediately tell them to take it off or, or, you know, they're, they're just not open to the way some of the Western culture people live or, or dress or, you know, they might be, they may have been feeding their horses and things and come to church and they still have mud on their boots or they, you know, it's, it's so a cowboy church is very casual and a cowboy church is very accepting of, of mm -hmm. everyone and you know there's a lot of bikers in cowboy churches too just because they're so accepting all right and um also the cowboy churches try to reach the working cowboy and usually that's the men that they're trying to target so being a woman and reaching a lot of women, I have to pray, Lord, how can I reach men? What can I sing? What can I say that it will touch men's heart? Because, you know, they're totally different than women. All right. You know, <laughs> you, just think of, you just think about the movies. What is the movies that men like? All right. What are the movies that women like? So you see their values and their viewpoints and their likes and dislikes are totally different. So in choosing the music in the cowboy church and things like that, so I uh, try to get songs that are, are more uh, men might identify with, and women do too. But, you know, uh, so many of the modern churches have catered to women for so many years. I mean, hundreds of years because the women were the main, the main core of the church. Right. So the cowboy church is trying to pull in more men and the men, once you get a man of the family in church, their family's there. So, so, true. so that's kind of the target of the cowboy church. So in leading worship there, it's different also because our songs are more evangelistic. And then we lead, we 
go into a worship. We kind of drag, we have to take them from one place to another. Mm. And that's how, when you go into some of the modern churches, they go right into worship and you're like, you know, you're still driving down the road, you know, you're still cleaning your kitchen. You're still, so, you know, it, it's a process of getting people's mind and getting people there. And, and that's, that's how most worship services should be a, a gradual taking of, of people from where they're at out in, in their workplace or whatever and getting them before the throne of God. All right. Mm. And so in my music, what I have attempted to do is to take music that, uh, like in our last, my last CD, I took music songs that people know that mm. people were raised with some of the older hymns, like blessed assurance. Mm. I mean, there's a lots of people that know that, that are people, then they are not in church. Right. And I took that song and I, I live ended up, gave it a, a Western Texas swing to it, made it a happy song. Cause it really is a happy song. Yes. Having blessed assurance. It's one of the most wonderful places to be in the Lord. That means nothing's going to shake you. You've got that assurance and you've got that a relationship. So, so there's songs that, that are out there that people grew up hearing, but to put them in a new, a fresh sound in a happy, joyous, because there's joy. Now I've heard blessed assurance in funerals so many times. And so people associate when grandma died with blessed assurance. But no, what, listen to the words and you'll, you will want that blessed assurance. So, mm. so, so also taking songs that people, um, like might it might even be a, an ex a secular song. All right. But letting the anointing of God's presence fill that song. Okay. Because see, that's what people are hungry for. They're hungry for that connection with the Lord. And if you can, you can attract them with a song that they may know, like uh, a country song that, uh, you know, they can tap their foot to, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to them through that, that that's where evangelism is. Mm. So, uh, you know, I wanted to do a song today just because, uh, well, you know, the power of music. Yes. And you know, God created that music. He created every, I mean, I was listening to a video last night about how they discovered the scale and it's like they discovered it, but God had already created it. You know, <laughs> well, how did they discover it? It's interesting how they discovered it is. It's really mind blowing because how it all happened back in the day. I don't know when that was. Okay. It, <laughs> but we know God already created it. He was waiting yes. for them to, to find it. All right. And so that music that we, that we sing and we can't, we can take it lightly, but the Holy Spirit moves in that song. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit moves in the realm of, of music because music can go past the brain. See, our brain can stop the Holy Spirit. Our right. brain can, can get in the way of the Lord so many times when the, when the music can go straight to the heart straight to their spirit and even give life to it. It can give, it can give healing to it and just like that. And that's why the power of music is, is just unlimited. It's unlimited. And so uh, we were thinking about talking about there's people out that, that out in our, in your audience that have musical skills. 
but they're not using it because they feel inferior to someone else or they feel like they don't know it well enough. Well, I know, you know, I have my uh, abilities on a piano from one to 10. It's probably a five. Okay. But the Holy spirit has used that. Yes. Okay? You know, and when there's times that you may not know where to, what to do with your music, I take my guitar into the cancer unit sometimes. Mm. Okay, I've taken it to the VA hospital and sang. Now, during COVID, they've kind of limited limited us on that, but they may be releasing it up. But you see, taking just a song to the hospital, you will not, I mean, the power of that is unbelievable because there's so much death, there's so much fear, there's so much, all of that anxiety and that, all that, the, that heaviness in the hospital room. And when you walk in with your smile and you walk in, you say, I just wanted to come in and sing, sing for you. Oh, man, that just lifts, that lifts such a burden off of them, you know. So that's just one idea of how you can use your music if you've got it sitting back on the table somewhere and not doing it. I love that because music therapy is a real thing. It oh, really yeah. is. It, it nourishes the soul. I have a friend who, when her husband transitioned, um, one of my other friends was there, not just playing music when he was transitioning into heaven, but playing yeah. his guitar. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about uh, King David and how important worship was and all the mm -hmm. cool instruments that they had. So are you going to sing a song for us today? No, I decided not to, okay. I mean, but we were, we didn't know how it would come over, but yeah, we can talk about, you know, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, it's tricky on this because you were such a, a beautiful musician and singer and so forth. And I, I would not want the crappy sound on the internet to hinder your voice, but listen, you guys on, on share songs.com and that share like, like share. Okay. C H E R songs.com. You can go and purchase her CD. You can get her music, follow her on Facebook and all the different platforms because she, she has a heart for the Lord. Yeah. There are musicians and there are musicians that are worshipers and yeah. she takes the old with the new sound, blends them together, but does it unto the Lord. And it's such a beautiful thing. So I'm glad that you explained to the viewers and myself about a cowboy church. And that makes complete sense to me. It yeah. means that you can just come as you are. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's such a beautiful thing because the Lord receives us that way. Yeah. You know, and man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Right. And I did not realize now the one I knew about was here. I live in the middle Tennessee area. Oh, so, yeah. you know, um, I believe that Tennessee and Texas are connected in the spirit. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. just something about the cultures. Yes. Now, that was my first time to Texas. Really? Uh, wow. Yes. But I've been wanting to come for a long time because I know a lot of really cool people that live there. And every time that I meet someone, there's just like this, almost like a, a connection you can't really explain. Yeah. So I believe that the cultures are similar. And the mm -hmm. first time I heard of a cowboy church was Johnny Cash's sister. Mm -hmm. Here in Middle Tennessee, and I, up until that time, I never even knew it existed. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but at the time I thought, now that's what people need. They need a place where they can go. And I'm happy to hear that the bikers go there too. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. They need a place that they can go. And some of them are on the road for long periods of time and finding a place where they, it's okay. You come in and you've been on the road and your hair's a mess because yeah. your helmet's been on, but yet Jesus sees us right where we're at. Yeah. So I love that concept. So, mm -hmm. so the one that you lead worship at, tell mm -hmm. the viewers exactly where is it at? Because I want them to know yeah. when they're in the area and maybe right. next time I come back, I can yes. plan on staying and going. <laughs> For sure. Yes. We are in Red Oak, Texas, and that is just south of Dallas area, the Dallas city. And it's a Lone Star Cowboy Church of Ellis County. So many times they, 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 they add the county on there because uh, they may start their building. They may build out in the county because their restrictions are less tight and they can build arenas. They can build all kinds of animal things. And, and though then, then the cities start expanding out to those counties. So, so, you know, uh, there's different uh, Lone Star Cowboy churches and there's all kinds of different cowboy churches and, all of them believe basically the same thing uh, and they're uh, but uh, my pastor started many, many of them because he's trying to attract the backsliders. Yes. The people that are on the edges, they at that love the Lord. I mean, mm -hmm. cowboys are like some of the most sincere, loving people because they spend a lot of time out in nature. They spend a lot of time with their horse and that's their sanctuary. But the Lord really wants them to have fellowship with other people also. Yes. You know, that is where so much strength is gained is when we we're together, you know? So uh, I know a lot of cowboys are loners. And so just getting them with some like people and they go, Oh, I like this. This, this is good because you know, they're, they're not real outgoing and they're not going to jump around from church to church to find a church. You know, right. you kind of have to lure them in. <laughs> they don't have time for that. Yes. So we have a we have an arena where we have a uh, horse activities, and that draws fam that draws families. What? So, really? Uh, yes. Oh, that's incredible! Incredible. I okay. So when we talk about a cowboy and we talk about Western culture, and, and I'll tell you, I, I have a little hashtag I use on some of my videos. It'll say hashtag City Girl Gone Country because yeah. I grew up in you know the suburbs of Indianapolis, Indiana, and then I lived in Central Florida, you know, outside of the Orlando area, and so and then outside of the Nashville area and Murfreesboro. But I moved out in the country in 2014. I live in the middle. I, I kid around and say, if you if you look up the word boonies in the dictionary, you'll see my place because <laughs> I'm on the side of a ridge. But I took up homesteading and going back to some of the basics of, right. of lifestyle of yeah. canning and gardening and chickens and, yeah. you know, and adding to that and becoming more sustainable on the land that God has yeah. given us. So mm -hmm. is when someone is like a homesteader, it sounds like a cowboy church might be a good fit for them as well. It really is because, uh, you know, they, it, it is about the basic values and things that are important in life. And uh, that is, uh, that is the, the core values of the cowboy church. Yeah. I love that. So um, whenever you guys have, do you have like just Sunday morning services or mid, do you have a midweek service too? Cause I know. We, 
We we do have a Sunday Wednesday night midweek, and it's more a, a deeper uh, Bible study. You know, Ooh. it's for people that are wanting a, a deeper walk. Or, or and I actually lead worship, 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 true worship on that Wednesday night. So it's kind of a a, a more people wanting to go a little deeper, learning more, learning worship. Because many, uh, you know, another fact about cowboy churches too, and cowboys worship is kind of a intimate private thing and you don't think about this and i didn't really think about it and i actually heard a friend of mine a male friend of mine talking about how he has a hard time worshiping in front of people because Mm -hmm. he does that alone it's it's an intimate private thing it's like wow i never thought about that we're just out there all the time you know so you know knowing that that's how some men feel about it it's it's mm. kind of enlightening about it wow i absolutely love that i love the culture of it because it brings it back to the simplicity mm-hmm. and you know you're right i think that people that are ranchers uh farmers cowboys people that are out there they do have a lot of retrospect because there is something about being still before the lord yeah it, without any hustle bustle yeah. and i know i i was I found that whenever I started just gardening and spending time in the dirt and the soil and, you know, all of the minerals are in there and it's just me and the Lord. He has taught me so many lessons out there about sowing and reaping and, and lessons about myself. And, Uh and so I can see where a cowboy might be like, okay, this is my private space, but yet being able to come into a place and hear the word of God and bring it and your family to it. And I agree with you. If God gets a hold of a man's heart, the whole family's coming in is changing the legacy and generations to come as a result of that. So give me an example of like, and you can use last Sunday's lineup if you want of some songs that might be sung at a cowboy church. Well, actually last Sunday we did a Christmas program. Oh, the live nativity. So the Christmas we no, we had our Christmas. We had a live nativity the weekend before but we had a Christmas program and we started out with a George Strait song when it's Christmas time in Texas. All right. Oh, how appropriate. That's pure country. And then we had another, uh, we had our Randy Travis song about coming home, you know, and then we had two step around the Christmas tree. Now you don't see that in any other churches and that's a two step song. It's a happy family, you know, dance around the two, dance around the, you know, roll up the rug. We're going to dance around the Christmas tree. So, so we had people doing two step out there and then, but you know, we, we got their hearts, we got their emotions, and then we stuck the gospel in there. The King of Kings, uh, that the Lord sent his, sent his son, and he was a king immediately. He was the king. So yes. that's kind of where we went with it. So then we went to some traditional songs, and you would be amazed how many of the Christmas songs talk about Jesus being the king. Mm. I mean, <laughs> almost all of them do. Yes. And we don't talk about the king very much. And that's a huge subject. (laughs) Amen. So, uh, but generally we, we do some hymns. We do some more contemporary, uh, do some contemporary stuff. We do some bluegrass songs. So uh, I'm kind of blank at this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. But you know, that's, that's, and then we do how great thou art. 
I mean, that's oh. a huge worship song for us. How great thou art. I mean, everybody knows that. You know, if Elvis sang it, every, everyone knows it. <laughs> so, How Great Thou Art. And we do some like Chris Tomlin songs, uh, Our God and How Great Is Our God. Mm. So, but, you know, one of, one of the most important things to me and what I try to convey in any of my music and any of my encouragement to people is about getting their GPS right every day. Mm. Why did you follow your GPS? God's position system. Ooh, God. Say it again. Say it again. Somebody's got to hear that. God's position system. GPS, God's, what are, where are you in God today? Mm. And finding who you are in Christ. You know, that is the most important that my, I would not be here today, but for the grace of God and, but for me finding out who he says I am, because I, I would be in deep depression. I would be in, in deep darkness if I went by what I thought I am. Right. So what does he think I am? And so, one of the scriptures that I, I, I get into every day, it's in Ephesians 1, 3. It says, mm -hmm. every spiritual blessing, and this is from the, tra the, the, the Passion Translation, which I've fallen in love with recently. It is so good. So many people are got their panties in a wad about it, but I think. I know it. And I read those things. I go, hey, <laughs> if it's making me realize and having new real realization <laughs> about me being wrapped in Christ, me being mm. in Christ, then it's, it's, then, uh, you know, I, it's all, it's wonderful because yes. in the scripture, it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us. Lavished. What have you been lavished in recently? I haven't been lavished in anything, but his, his spiritual blessings has already been lavished on us as a love gift, mm. a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, all because he sees us wrapped in Christ. He sees us that way wrapped in Christ. So I've got to see myself today wrapped in Christ because that's how God mm. sees me. And no matter what is going on around me, no matter what in the world is going on in this world, no matter what, my GPS says, I am right here in Christ. Mm. And nothing mm -hmm. can take me out of that. So uh, that is like probably one of the most important things to me. I wanted to get that in here. Yes. And I'm we, so glad you did. <laughs> we got it. Yes. Getting your GPS every day. And putting yourself or reminding yourself, he's already, I'm already there. It says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yes. Nothing like, like me in, in Christ has ever been formed before. I'm a new creation because he's in me. And mm. being wrapped into Christ, being drawn into Christ is, it, it's life changing. And uh, so uh, I, you know, life would not be worth living if that was not possible. Man, is that not the truth or what? You know, I know you've been a Christian for a very long time because when I read your bio, I seen you went to a Christian college and I was thinking to myself, you know, because I've only been a Christian for, well, 1998 was the, when I became a real Christian. And I, when I say real Christian, um, I, I thought it was before, you know, <laughs> and I would have been offended if someone said I wasn't, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But the reality is um, whenever we get that revelation of who he says we are Mm -hmm. and not who we are, you know, because our just we have a distorted view of ourselves, and sometimes the world around us. And that's why we need and I love your acronym for the GPS, because we need to be able to go and say, OK, where am I at today? And that it brings that self-evaluation because many times we can just get so busy and so, so caught up in the cares of the world and our own lives and our own circumstances that all of a sudden, you know, Jesus is going farther down on the list of priorities. Right. And keeping him in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. When we get that revelation that it is not about all of this, it's about this. It is yeah. about what is the core thing. It is about Christ and him crucified. And I yeah. love that translation. I know a lot of people, you know, listen, y'all, if you're watching this and you're, if you're going, oh, no, it's the pain. I want you to go read that again in the Passion yeah. Translation. It is a paraphrase, y'all. We're not saying the word has been changed, but yeah. we need fresh ways. We need God understanding. Knows. We need yes. our mind to get that picture and imagination. And one thing that that translation, it paints pictures very yes. vividly. And in your imagination it is God wants to use your imagination. He gave mm-hmm. you that imagination so you can picture where you are you can picture what he's saying that it's more than just words going in your ear and out the other it's you're picturing it and you're conceptualizing it's becoming a part of you Amen. so good so good and being wrapped in that being clothed in that being covered in that is so incredibly powerful so you already gave us a massive amazing key but if you could leave the audience with a key (laughs) an additional one (laughs) what would that be well i one of the greatest things in my life is in ephesians uh the first chapter uh in uh i think it starts verse 17 there's a prayer that paul prays over the ephesians Mm -hmm. and when we think of people praying for when people say i'll be praying for you sister uh, what are they going to pray for me? Just what are they going to pray for me? Right. So sometimes we say, <laughs> and who are they who, praying to? <laughs> right. And we say, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying you get that new car. I'll be praying you get that new job. I'll be praying. And we're thinking it's all these physical, you know, things. Paul prayed spiritual things. Yes. And one of the things he's prayed was that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you will know the hope of his calling. And so one of the keys in my life is the Lord open the eyes of my understanding today that I will know the hope. I will know your calling. I will understand it more. I I will be enlightened in my heart and in my mind. So those are the prayers. And there are several, there's, there's a lot of Paul's prayers that are just powerful to pray over yourself to pray over your family, to pray over your children. I mean, put somebody's name in there. That yeah. is powerful. And and when and so when I say I'm going to be praying for you, that's what I want to be praying. Is yes. a, a spiritual prayer like that. That's beautiful because so many times and especially like on social media, you know, something will happen and everybody's like, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And you'll le- read down the list and you're like, you know, some of them aren't even believers. And you're like, well, who are you praying to? And what are you praying about? Don't you dare speak a word over my life. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. But, but the reality is, is that we can never go wrong. Pray in the scriptures. 
and right. looking to the scriptures. That's where our answers are at. Yeah. And we are we are faced with a time in a season where there is the scriptures are under attack. Oh, and yeah. there is all of these revisionists out there trying to change things and so forth. So, but I want to encourage you all that faith comes yes. by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get in a good church. Go to this. If you were in the geographic area to go to this cowboy, go check it out. If yes. not, get to a church um, yes. because the, the Bible says to seek not for setting up the assemblies even more when you see the time approaching oh, and yeah. so i don't care if you are in a large congregation that meets in a house or whether or not you're in a big fancy church or whether you're in a barn like a you know or whatever an arena yes. go and fellowship yes. because we yes. need each other and i am so glad i had the opportunity to meet you in texas yes i am too and I'm, I'm sorry we, we met on the last day, on the last evening at the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was so good. It was so good. And now we're Facebook friends so I can watch how things are going. And I'm sure the conference will probably be there again next year. And so I'm sure I'll get to see you again. I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, it could be in Nashville since y'all have a new president. Yes, our new president is in Nashville. So, yes. but remember, Texas and Nashville, we're one and the same. <laughs> this is true, Maggie. Yes. Listen, I want y'all to go check out her songs. It's Share Songs, like C H E R songs.com. Go on there and make sure that you uh, support what she's doing because she is reaching yes. the heart of people every day for Jesus. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And I enjoyed it very much. God bless. Yes. God bless you. We'll see you all, right. all here next time on Keys. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.